Did you know that self-control is indeed a fruit of the spirit and it's a byproduct of spirit inspired vision and it derives its strength from the joy of having purpose. Join me as we investigate the purpose of woman. The word purpose means to have in mind, to plan a design, an aim, what you intended when you created something. What did God intend when he created us? In, in his image as female made in the image of God. I know I, I say that term so many times, but it's true. I was even thinking about it this morning is that, you know, my image of God that I'm to represent as a female or the male image of God to, we we're so divided and we see it in such a divided sense, but, but God, we're divided, but we're one and we're one in him. And whenever we talk about these things, I want you to realize, too, that in Christ, we are all complete. We're complete in Christ. I don't need a man to fulfill my life. But if I stand next to a man, there's certain, a certain assignment that I have in that. So a man doesn't need a woman to fulfill his life in Christ. He's complete in Christ. But if he stands next to a woman, then there's a certain role that he fulfills uh, in, in standing next to her. So that's the key is which part of God do I fulfill and to find out what that means. Now, in, in the, it says self-control. This is a little uh, daily devotional that really spoke to me. Self-control is not willpower. Self-control is a result. It springs from the power naturally released by purpose itself. So let's let's look in the in the Bible and see what God imagined in our purpose First, he called us to be made in his image. And then he told us to be fruitful, multiply, replenish, subdue and take dominion in the earth. And then and we're going to look through, uh, go through the Bible in Genesis chapter two. In fact, you might want to get your Bible in a notepad because this can get real uh, intensive. So uh, in Genesis chapter two, He's created man and he's formed man. Now, I want you to know that all through Genesis chapter two, the word man is a human being and it doesn't become the male until the woman is taken out. And then after that, you can either it'll either be a human being or a male. But up until the end, when of Genesis chapter two, when the woman is taken out from the man, it is a human being. So when it says, uh, let us make the human being in our image, male and female, he created them. That's the human being. But in Genesis chapter two, and it says um, that God formed the, the human being of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils <clears throat> breath of life. And man became a living soul. He became a life speaking spirit, if you will. And, um, and then it says, he planted a garden east in Eden, and there he put the human being whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant in the sight and good for food, the tree of life in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So he put the tree of life right in the middle of the garden. And then there's also this tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's our free choice, by the way. And so <clears throat> God is a God of pro-choice. But we need to understand he's, he chooses life. So, it, but he doesn't ever take the choice away from, you, from us. The freedom of choice is part of our godlike nature. If I don't have free choice, then I'm not free in Christ. I'm not free. So he wants us to be able to choose, but he wants us to choose him. 
because he his ways work and he knows that and his desire and his love for us is to bless us so in order to bless us he has to convince us if you will he wants to convince us that his way works his way is the way to life so uh, he made he, the, put him in that garden, and the garden literally means a fenced-in area. So sometimes, you know, we go back up uh, here where it says, and God formed the man, literally in verse 7 of Genesis, he formed the man, literally it means he squeezed him into shape. Well, you know, when you and I walk by the word, when I look at my role as a female made in the image of God, and it calls me to certain uh, attributes, if you will, of God, uh, sometimes my natural nature might not want to do that. Uh, but it, the word, oh, submitting myself to the word of God will squeeze me into shape and pretty soon I'll kind of like it. I know this doesn't sound good, but especially coming from a pastor's wife, but I used to drink many, many years ago. I came out of a alcoholic background, not for me, but the people around me. And so I, I did drink. And you know what I learned? I learned to drink. I learned to like beer. I learned to like scotch and water. I learned to smoke cigarettes. And so when we get in the church, all of a sudden we think it's supposed to come natural to us. None of that stuff even came natural to me. I learned to do it. And I can learn to do what's right just as well as I learned to do what's wrong. Amen. And so that when he formed the man, he squeezed him into shape and we're being conformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. And what we're talking about here is the female image of Christ uh, that's in us, that we're born into that image. Then there's these rivers that go out from the garden. And we'll, we'll pass on down to verse 15 in Genesis chapter 2. And the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. This is still the human being. He puts him in this garden. And it literally, when it says put him into the garden, it, in the literal, it says caused him to rest. So he built this beautiful, voluptuous, if you will, garden. It's called a pleasant place, a voluptuous place, a rich place. And he caused the man to rest there. When you and I receive Christ as our Savior, invite him into our life and begin to walk in his word, that's what God's doing. He's leading us back to that garden and wanting us to learn to rest there. And I could get off on that because resting leads you to resurrection power. And so, but when you're doing what's right, it's easier to rest than if you're not. So that's why it's good to learn what's right. So we're learning about our office, our assignment as women made in the image of God. He took the man and caused him to rest in the garden of Eden to dress it. And that can mean... Uh, a worshiper, uh, to worship in it and, and to keep it, to guard it, to guard it. And he commanded the man saying, of every tree of the garden, you may freely eat. The human being is still the human being. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. Now, when it says surely die, surely and dying are the same Hebrew word. So he's saying, dying, you will die. And you'd think, well, Adam didn't die. He lived for another 900 years, but he died internally. He died in his spirit. So he, he died in his spirit man and his natural man. It took 900 years. His spirit, he was so, he had so much life in him 
that it took 900 years for it to run down, you know, that ever-ready bunny rabbit. It didn't took 900 years for him to run down because of the life of God that was in him. But he died on the inside and eventually died on the outside. And so um, after that, uh, dying you will die. And then in verse 18 of chapter 2 of Genesis, it says, The Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. It's not my best. It's not totally sufficient, he's saying, that the man should be alone. Now, these next few verses I've, I've wondered about. You know, I, I always said, Lord, why did, you, why did you interrupt your thought here? He's saying in verse 18, it's not my best. It's not fully sufficient that the man should be alone. One, one uh, interpretation was to be a straggler or to be separated out. So what God saw was not his best. I will make him a help meet for him. Now in our next session, we'll get into really discovering what the word for is saying. But right now he's, he's saying, I will make an help meet for him. Then it goes on to say out of the ground, he, cre he calls all these animals, 19 and, verses 19 and 20. And he, and he had Adam give names to the animals. So I'm wondering, why did you interrupt your thought of it's not good for the man to be alone? You put him in the garden and you and it's not then all of a sudden you're saying it's not good for the man alone. And then you start na showing him name all these animals. And then you come back and say you caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. Well, <clears throat> when I was asking the Lord that I felt like he was saying, because there is a scripture in um Proverbs 19.50, you know, the Proverbs will help you discover mysteries. And if you've got questions about things, you just start reading in the Proverbs. Sometimes it will unfold the mysteries. And one of the mysteries was right here. Why did you interrupt your thought pattern there? And right after saying those two verses in 19 and 20 that he, he, would, um, he had Adam name all these animals, then he says he caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam. So I decided to research and see where else is a deep sleep of these same words. Well, I found it in the Proverbs that teaches me how to discover mysteries. Slothfulness casteth into a deep sleep and an idle soul will suffer hunger. I really think Adam was so caught up in his male image of God leading out. He was so caught up in the business at hand of naming animals and describing animals that he was forgetting to eat from the tree of life. So God took his heart, the heart of the matter, right out of him, made her a woman and built her up and put the, the hidden matters of the heart in her. They're in, in, that's what the New Testament, fast forward, New Testament says, the hidden man of the heart is where she, her beauty is to be. So I think he brought her out and Next session, we'll, we'll get more into it. But he brought her out to stand boldly out opposite Adam and to help him. She was brought forth to be a helper, to help him feed from the tree of life, to help him with those hidden matters of the heart. She was, he separated his powers out, put them in two individuals and said, now y'all get back together and work this out. <laughs> That's what a marriage is called. No, <laughs> but we help each other as males and females I encourage even single women, if you're a single woman, you need to hear from a, a spiritually mature male. So develop some friendships with, with the, the male side of the Godhead 
where you can trust some of the things that they have to say. We need to hear from each other because we have different um, aspects of God and we, we see things through different ways. So we will get into uh, a more in-depth look at this. So join me next time for the Restoration of Women's Virtues.